saved at 25, and right after that, after I said that prayer, I had a vision of multi, multi, multi millions of people. All I wanted to do was tell people about Jesus. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Jennifer Wilde is my guest today, and she has quite a personal story and tells it in the book, From Life in the Hollywood Fast Lane to the Untouchables of India. She is the founder of Wild for Jesus Ministries, and God has entrusted her with a vision for a coordinated outreach effort that practically spans the continent of Africa. It's called One God, One Day, One Africa, or One GDA for short. And that will take place May 2020. Jennifer, welcome to Charisma Connection. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. (laughs) Well, Well, let's start with you. Let's give a little context for who you are. I understand you were a missionary of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, but tell us more yep. about Jennifer Wild at Wild for Jesus Ministries. Well, oh boy, uh, it's a long story. I, I'm, I've been in ministry for about, well, I got saved when I was 25 years old. Let me just back up and then I'll go forward. Okay. <laughs> Easier to start at the beginning. Um, um, I was, uh, I came from a family that, um, was not religious in any way, shape, or form. My mother was actually Jewish and was a uh, an atheist. So I was raised not even believing in God or never setting foot in church or temple or mosque, any, nothing. Never, never knew about God. Hmm. Um, I always, my mother was very, very busy and always running, um, working, 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 uh, so I was kind of left alone to to raise myself, and I became kind of a wild child. And uh, I was always having kind of a hole in my heart there for years and years um, because I didn't know God, I didn't know anything about Him, and was trying to fill it with the things of the world. And, you know... I thought I'd be become an actress, a model, all this, all these things, and get acclaim from the world kind of thing back then. So at 25 years old, I had already modeled in in New York and Paris, and I was living in LA, and I was starting to act and 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 uh, produce and and do all that, everything having to do with Hollywood. Um, I was at a big party one day. My best friend at that time was married to the biggest actor of the time um, who won the Academy Award that year. No, sorry, the Golden Globe Award that year, And uh, but was actually a heroin addict. Um, everyone in Hollywood back then was just, you know, everyone was doing drugs and and having sex, and it was wild and crazy back then. That was about 37 years ago, and uh, I'm sure it's still the same today. But anyway, um, we were at a big Hollywood party, and I was leaving, and he came out and said, Hey, Jennifer, uh, maybe this will do you some good, and he threw a piece of paper at me, and uh, being being sarcastic, and I, being sarcastic back, said, Very funny, Ray, and picked up this piece of paper, put it in my pocket, and went home. 
Um, next day, I, I, pulling on my jeans, looked at this uh, paper in my pocket, and I'll never forget it. It was written by David Wilkerson, and it was The Two of Me, The Struggle with Sin. And it had a picture of a guy, uh, two faces of a guy on the front. So I opened it, and, and uh, that, in, you know, intrigued me and got my interest. Uh, it started talking about things that I had never heard about, you know, ever really talked about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and heaven and hell and your soul and where you're going to spend eternity and and sin and, and all of this. And uh, as I read, it, you know, when I first read the, the front of it, where it said the two of me, the struggle with sin, it was very strange because I knew I had sin in my life. I mean, I, I knew that, but but I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what sin was. So as I read, I, 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 I realized what, you know, who God was and, uh, or what this paper said, he, who he was and, and Jesus and, and it talked about, you know, I was going to be alive. My soul would live forever somewhere. And it was my choice where, whether that was heaven or hell. It said there's no in-between. It's heaven or hell, and it's your choice. And heaven is a wonderful place where it's perfect, and there's no pain and no sorrow. And and it's beautiful. And, you know, um, and hell is a lake of burning fire, and you will be there for eternity if that's what you choose. And it was, wow. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was just kind of blown away with this because, like I say, I had never set foot in a church or a temple or anything in my life. It sounds like once you read that, you, like, almost immediately believed well, I did. I wasn't positive because it was the first time I'd heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I thought what I did was, um, I'll be totally honest with you, I wasn't sure if it was true, but I thought to myself, what if this is true? What if all these millions and billions of people who call themselves Christians and follow Jesus Christ, what if, what if it's true, and this is real, and there is a heaven and hell, and I thought, I do not want to go to hell. No way, no how. I am yes. not going to go there. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it said, all you have to do is be sorry for your sins. And I thought, well, yeah, I mean, all the bad things I've ever done, all the lies I've told, all the you know, anything I've ever stolen, even a pencil off a table. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry for all the bad things that I've done. And um, and it said all you have to do is believe that Jesus came down as God, God came down in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, went to that cross, died for all the sins you would commit, past, present, and future, be sorry for your sins, in other words, repent, turn from them, and and come to him as you and give him your life as your lord as uh, he would be your lord and savior. And I said, well, yeah, I'm going to do this because if it's true, you know, I'm I I want to be in heaven. So I said the little prayer all by myself uh, there in my room, and God started moving. God started working, <laughs> and it's a long, long story. Um, 
anyway. Well, but the, the amazing uh, thing is is how he's brought you out of what I understand was to be uh, drinking and drugs and all that lifestyle, uh, yep. look, looking for fame, and now right. now he he took you to Mexico for a while. He yep. uh, he focused you on India and the Dalit people, I believe. Yeah, and now Africa. Right. So why why yes. do you think that that God called you out and gave you this vision for Africa? Are are you normally a person who might be described as a visionary? I would say yes to that. Mhm. Absolutely. Yes. So God really um, committed this vision for one GDA uh Right. To, to and you. when Yes, when I had when I got saved, I was 25 years old. So I'm almost I'm 64 now. Actually, uh, I shouldn't tell that on on uh, live on the air, but I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, I got saved at 25, and right after that, after I said that prayer, I had a vision of multi, multi, multi millions of people. All I wanted to do was tell people about Jesus. That's it. All I wanted to do once I got saved was to get people into heaven. I didn't care about the world anymore. I had come from a lot of money. I had a really wealthy family. I had all the fame, all the money, all the power, anything you could ever want. I had it all. And it was meaningless. I mean, I, I had even tried to kill myself when I had all that stuff when I was like 22 or something. Mm-hmm. But I got saved at 25, and I, God gave me this vision of multi-multi-millions of people, as far as the eye could see, getting saved and receiving Jesus and going, getting into heaven. And at that time, there was no technology. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have Internet. We had nothing. There was no way to get anything done like that, um, and uh, but but I believed God. I was just you know I I was just <laughs> I don't know if you want to say naive enough or 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 what a, what it was, but I had a childlike faith, and I believe if God can make the universe and everything in it and knows every hair on my head, obviously He can get multi millions of people saved if that's what He wants. So I believed it and started praying about that and hid it away in my heart and, um, you know, prayed about it for about 30, 35 years or 34 years until we started it a few years ago. But a few years ago, after being in ministry for all these years, I went, I got out of Hollywood. God called me out to give up everything that I had there, everything, and, and turn my life over to Him completely. And I became a missionary. Long story short, Became a missionary for 10 years out in the dirt and trash of Mexico. Had a jail ministry there. Had a... I could go on and on. <laughs> it's just, well, it's just truly, kind of everything. truly amazing huh? what uh, God has done, how, what he's taken you out of, and what he's taking you to, including One God, One Day, One Africa. So could you give us a big picture of what's going to happen on that day in May 2020? Well, um... As it turns out, you know, um, I have to tell you, our CEO is is uh, Siegfried. His name is Siegfried. Yes, we have had Siegfried on the show, so some people may oh. have heard that show. 
Oh, good. Uh, he was actually, you know, Reinhard Bonkies, who is the biggest evangelist in the world ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, he was his CEO and ran Africa and, and Europe for him for many, many years. Um, when, when God said a few years back to me, now is the time, I still didn't know um, how to, I had no idea of, of how to have this come about, not the least, and through, and through God. It's all God. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone in the world could do what, what Siegfried is doing for One God, One Day. He has all the contacts throughout his career of, in Africa, knows everyone, knows how to put this together as a businessman, just is, is wonderful at this. And, and God put me in touch with him, and he said yes. <laughs> he thought it was crazy when he, when, when he first heard <laughs> this, you know. It's so big, and he, he kind of hung up on me, but he tells a funny story about that. I, I believe he did tell that in the, in the previous show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but he he obviously grasped the vision that you have, and yeah. now now this outreach is going to cover what is it fifty four countries of Africa? Yes, as many as we can have live, um, as many as we're allowed to. You know, Africa in some places is closed, but mm-hmm. uh, in the countries that we can get into, we will be having live. Miracle festivals, outreaches, crusades, whatever you want to call them, in every country of Africa simultaneously. So as many of the 54 countries that we can get in simultaneously. Uh, we will be, uh, we're partnering, we're kind of just organizing the whole thing and putting together all these ministries around the world who are adopting a country, and they will be sending their pastor or their evangelist or the head of their ministry over to to preach uh, at that miracle festival for the four, three to four to five days in May of 2020, Pentecost Sunday, coming up mm-hmm. in May. So all across Africa, and it'll also be broadcast on TV and radio and all of that, in, into, and live streaming, obviously, into homes and churches all across Africa. So uh, people will be going out. Um, we're, we're organizing to get 10,000 evangelists um, to do smaller crusades, go into the rural areas. We're working with Wycliffe and with... Uh, youth with a mission, and and everybody, just everybody, is on board to um, to cover the entire continent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I, I assume that uh, the main parts of this are going to be in English, but perhaps some of the smaller outreaches might be in other languages. Every every country will be doing will have a translator. Uh, whichever country their main language, it, it'll be probably English within their main language uh, translate, okay. being translated into in that Good. country. So you're not leaving so, anyone and, out, then. Exactly. No, so everyone will be able to understand, and we will be um, live-streaming each country. So say, say CFAN, Daniel mm-hmm. Kalinda, will be mm-hmm. at, at one place, and he'll be... Uh, live streaming in from the place into that whole country that he has adopted that CPAN's doing, and then um, and then this will go on with every other country. So each country will be covered, live streamed, and possibly TV and radio also in in that country. And then the last night, 
we'll be wrapping the whole thing up with um, maybe about four countries, East, West, North, South Africa, one country in each, where, where uh, like four ministries will be and um, having about, you know, 15 minutes or so in each country. And that will go out to the entire continent of Africa. So from those four countries. Do you understand? It's kind yes, of confusing, yes. but well, yeah. It's it just and, every time I hear about this, I'm just amazed at the coordination uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, across all these different countries and across <laughs> all these different ministries. So, yes. of course, the biggest thing about an evangelistic outreach like this is the follow-up and the discipleship and getting people into churches afterward. How is that being handled? All the local churches are on board. Everybody will have follow-up materials provided by different ministries. CFAN, Saddleback Church, I think, is providing. Uh, different ministries will provide mm-hmm. um, follow-up materials. We're coordinating with them as you as you do any one crusade in one country. It's the same thing. You know, you, you work with the local uh, churches, bishops, uh, priests, whoever over there. All the all the denominations. We're working with every denomination, Christian denomination, right, and right. Uh, yeah. So the follow up will be done um, in that way. And then we also have a like, global outreach day, God TV, and global outreach day, which is a one on one, hoping to reach a billion people in May of 2020. So at the same time, partnering with them, and then. Um, Global, uh, global, global media outreach. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> and they they're on board, and so that'll be. They have materials that that's one on one for every um, you know nationality, every person, every country that they're in. They have a, a, a certain person um, who will explain everything to them. A strong Christian in every country. Okay. Gotcha. How that works. So uh, I understand you are producing a special song sort of in the style of We Are the World. Uh, what, what will um, you do? Is that happening? And, and if so, what will you do with the proceeds? Um, we hope that that will be happening. We've started that a couple of times, and it just hasn't panned out yet. We're working okay. on it, and we're praying that that will come forward just as they did we are the world back in the 80s and they i think that in 1985 they raised something like 60 or 80 million dollars one of the two for mm-hmm. for africa uh for social ministries all the you know food and and um water and and just medical ministries and orphanages and anything you can think of you know mm-hmm. all these different ministries we're hoping to do the same thing um with the 40 top artists of our day, every 100% of that money will go back into the boots-on-the-ground ministries that already are working in Africa. So we're not starting any new ministry. We're not there to start new churches. All we're doing is kind of organizing the whole thing and putting it all together for the unity of the body, and I think that's what God really cares about. Um, yes. Also, I think that's big on his heart that we all, I mean, there's not going to be denominations in, in heaven. We're all going to be one, one body, and we are one body here on earth. And I think that's what he wants us to realize as he's, uh, as he's coming back soon. Well, it um, does sound like you have lots of different kinds of ministries from across the 
denominational spectrum involved with this. So that's really fantastic. I know that unity is in God's heart, and uh, one GDA is going to contribute to that unity in the body of Christ. So where can people go for more information and to see how they can get involved? Well, our website is One God, One Day, One Africa, and that's www, the number one, and then GDA, GodDayAfrica.org. So www.1GDA.org. And you can sign up there. Jennifer, would you like to to close us with a word of prayer for One GDA as we uh, unite and pray alongside with you? I would love to, and I would just want to invite everyone. Prayer is the most important thing. I'm glad you said that, Mm -hmm. because it's the most important thing that we can do as Christians. None of this, we can't do anything without prayer. That's how God works with us. And we, our prayer people, prayer warriors are so, 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 so the most important to us, uh, as you can imagine. Yes. So we invite everyone to please pray for one GDA. And yes, I would love to pray right now. Lord, we just thank you so much, God. Thank you that you love each one of us so very much, God, that you want us to spend eternity with you and to be with you forever and ever and ever. So we praise you and we glorify you and we thank you, Holy Spirit. We would just ask you to come now and touch every single heart that is listening to this podcast and that hears it in the future, Lord, that they would want people everywhere, all across Africa, the entire continent, to be saved and healed and set free and delivered and on fire, sold out, filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we pray that people come on board with one God, one day, one Africa, and, and, and pray with us, Lord. Please expand our prayer partners, God. I pray that we fill up every slot that we have open still, a few to adopt a country, that those people come on board. Lord, that we, every, you know all the things that are needed to bring these people into the kingdom. Multi, multi-millions, God. The, the largest, largest outreach before you come back, Lord Jesus. And we thank you and praise you that we can all work together, that each one of us is such a, a strong part of this. And we pray for the lives of every single person who is listening right now, Lord. I pray you would bless them, that you would draw them closer to you, that they would know you, that they would know that they are saved and going to heaven, Lord, and that they are filled with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for what you're doing in each one of our lives, God. And we pray blessings upon our families and our friends, everyone who doesn't know you, God. We, we lift them to you and ask that would you please save their souls, Lord Jesus, and get them to heaven that they might spend eternity with us forever and ever. And we thank you for one God, one day, one Africa, Lord, that you were using this to bring people into your kingdom to glorify you, God. Hallelujah. We praise you and love you. In Jesus' precious, precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I agree with that. Very powerful prayer. Uh, And it's been inspiring to talk to you today. Thank you, Jennifer Wilde, for being with us here in Charisma Connection. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. We, we, God bless you, and thank you so much for being a part of 1GDA. 
and this, this monumental vision that God's given us. And listeners, please remember to go to 1GDA.org to find out how you can get involved. And let's be in prayer for 1GDA. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being with us here on Charisma Connection. And I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks, listeners, for joining us for this visit. And please check out our other shows at cpnshows.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.